Maria Hurtado from Madrid, Spain. And uh, it's been a pleasure, Maria, just having this time with you and learning your story. If you didn't get to see part one, we highly encourage you to go back and watch part one, where Maria shares her story and her journey of crossing over and crossing through cancer. And now we're going to look at the part two, um, what's happening after cancer. And we'll get started right after this. Welcome to Kingdom Talks, where we engage leaders, teachers, creative artists, and everyday people in conversations that awaken listeners to new revelations of the Kingdom Age. All of our courses, community conversations, partnership links, and much more can be found on our website, kingdomtalksmedia.com. Now, enjoy the show. All right, very pleased to be sitting here with Maria uh, and getting to hear her story and her journey, which I have heard a little bit already. She was sharing with me part of what's been going on. But Maria, go ahead and start sharing with us after cancer. What has Father led you into? Okay, I think I'm just going through the first few steps after the awakening, to call it something. And there's a document uh, written by Martin Scott, uh, it's called Stages of Faith, which I found really useful to understand the journey that I went through and that I know other people have gone through as well. So you go through church life where you get to know God, you get discipled, then you get into uh, using your gifts and then getting involved in church life. And then you hit a wall uh, where the system is not working for you anymore. So you go through the wall and first of you yourself something in you who want, that wants to revert back to the old way because it's easier than the new way. The new way is in the, in the desert. It's like meet Jesus outside the camp. That kind of thing is there's no structure. You don't know anything for sure anymore. You have more questions than answers. You ask questions and people go really scared and they don't want to hear what you're going through <laughs> because they say, oh, you're getting, you know, you're getting misled. Uh, you're going to lose the plots and you know like no no be careful that, that was a favorite phrase of many people and some of them were close friends of mine be careful and i was like the bible is full of fear not why do you say to me be careful what yeah. do i do with that and everything in me their father was just encouraged encouraging me to do things that everybody else was saying don't do them and i was like i'll just have to listen to the voice within me because it's well at that time it was stronger Anyway, so you go through the wall and then you go through um, the inner journey where I think God is healing you and he's, he's teaching you how to hear his voice. And he is a very, it's a, it, from the outside, it looks very um, egocentric, like all mm. you do is about you. And I was happy to be just about me because he was soaking in his love. So everything he would say to me during two years, I think it was two or three years, it was just how much he loved me in many ways, different ways. I would just wow. walk down the street and I would find a lollipop with the shape of a heart. And I was like, wow, why was that there? And he would say, because I wanted you to see it, <laughs> because <laughs> I love you. Lots of lovely things like that, sweet things. And um, you can never get enough of that because... It really, the more you receive his love, the more you can give love to others. There is nothing we can give unless it's, it's given to us first. So, so killing his love was the first step. Well, and then once, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Once you are more or less full of his love, then you stay, you, you take the next stage, which is giving to others. But you don't do it according to your understanding. 
you just try to obey his voice and listen to what he's saying because not everything that is good is god and not every door that opens is the door for you to walk through so you just have to listen carefully and just do what the father wants you to do and that's um that's what i'm learning to do i would say that's where i am learning and one of the things that happened at the beginning of this part of the journey was that I, I was trained in the UK um, to do the um, streams ministries uh, to do, to teach the art of hearing God, mm -hmm. and I wanted to bring the course to Spain because I thought that course is the best thing ever, the best thing that's ever happened to my life, the best teaching, and. So I wanted to practice that and I was invited to this church. Uh, it was not a church as such. It was more like the social activity that they did with some ladies. So some of the ladies were even Muslim and some others were just very old. But that was the door that opened for me. So I just went and practiced the art of hearing God with this audience. <laughs> and during the break, there was like um, there was a line and some people wanted to say hello to me. And, and I, you know, and I noticed there was this lady waiting patiently and she came to me and I looked into her eyes. They, they were green and they were like pools of calm water. And I started to feel a bit dizzy, uh, lightheaded, like I was about this lady. Uh, I couldn't really work it out. What is it? And she said to me, I know you. And I was like, do you? I don't know you, I think. <laughs> and she said, well, I've seen you in a dream. And I said, did you? She said, yeah, but in the dream, you were a man and there was a horse to your right and there was a pond in front of you. And I just want you to know that you're doing a great job. And I was like, so puzzled. And I said, what's your name? She said, this is so funny. She said, Doris. I said, Doris, um, uh, will I see you tomorrow? Will you come tomorrow? And she said, yes, I will come. So I get into the next session, I'm teaching the next session of the course, and I see her walking out of the room and she goes like this, you know, really, you know, like kind of naughty wink like you. And I thought, that's so weird. So I went to talk to the, the person who had organized the thing and I said, is there a Doris in your community? No, never heard of that name. No, never seen that face. No, never seen that person. <laughs> and I was like, I know. <laughs> It was an angel in yeah. disguise. <laughs> yeah. Love that. Yes, well, it was amazing. And, you know, and God, he really does go out of his way to show how much he loves us. And it's so sad when people don't recognize it and they they resist it. It's so sad. But I was going to say that it was really difficult to recognize it as well, because all I felt was like, I feel a bit lightheaded. And there's something weird about this. But, you know, it could have gone missing um, if you don't pay attention. So you have to just mm, reflect a little bit more and then think about it a bit more. And and then you, the spirit says, you know, it was an angel. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Love that. And I had another. Uh, this is uh, one of my uh, favorite stories. Um, so one lesson in the art of fearing God is called Lectio Divina, where you basically engage God through a verse. So you meditate on it and you allow the Holy Spirit to, well, you first you calm down and you just let the Holy Spirit um, talk to you. So I have chosen this verse, which is in Hebrews, where he, where the Bible says, uh, but you have come to Mount Zion, to the com company of 
festive angels rejoicing, yes. blah, 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 the blood mm -hmm. of Jesus. Uh, you know that. So in my mind, I was just trying to imagine all these <clears throat> multitude of beings in happy <laughs> gathering. And I see this face right next to me, like so close. It was like this close. And I see this face. And I don't talk, uh, but in my mind, I say, who are you? And he says, don't you recognize me? And I go like, okay, let me look at you. I could see him so clearly. He was a teenager. So I see his eyes, they're blue. He's got freckles. He's got lips like my other son has. He's got uh, eyebrows in the shape of my husband's eyebrows. And I know exactly who he is. I gave birth to a stillborn baby and wow. he was there. He came wow. to see me and I said, I know who you are. And he said, I'm close to you. I'm closer to you than you ever imagined. And I am on, you know, I'm your best supporter. And I was like, I did not know what to do with that story. <laughs> then I, I heard Alice Creswell share about her daughter and I thought, oh, maybe that's what happened to me. Maybe I did not make it up. Maybe it was true. Then I told all the friends and what do you make of this? But you know, at the time I had not heard anybody share anything like that. And it was just very strange. But because I had never heard any story like that before, I knew it was real. My mind could not have made that up because I had never imagined that could have that was possible. I, you know, and, and I would absolutely believe that. I mean, I've heard so many stories of that type of thing happening. Um, I, you know, my, my sister, my nephew was, was murdered at the age of 21, uh, just a random act of violence. And, um, you know, so it was extremely painful for them to go through that process. But as, as she stepped into what, you know, we've been sharing and teaching and what you and I have been talking about, just engaging in the heavens, she began to step into that. And on the seventh anniversary of, of, that, of that murder, you know, it was those time, that season was always really tough for her. But once she had stepped into where she was able to engage in the heavens, um, she saw him. And it wasn't just him. It was him and his girlfriend were both murdered. And he, she saw them both in the heavens. And anyway, it just turned what was normally a tragic season into a very positive thing to where she could just see how happy they were. And, but I love what you shared that, that he, that he would say to you that I, I'm your biggest fan and I'm following you. I'm a lot closer to you than, I mean, these things are what heaven holds for us. And when we understand that God so loves us and, and, Unfortunately, so many of the things that we've been taught by the church has just been regurgitated knowledge passed down from one generation to the next with really no validity to it. And when we can really start to relook at some of this stuff and understand that God has so much more, uh, you know, this, this is, you know, it's the word of God. I love the word of God. I absolutely love it. It is, it is the word of God, but there is no way ever that you could tell me that all of God is contained in this. Not at all. No. So we have to understand that, well, this is another thing. Uh, you know, when Jesus said to Peter that upon this rock, I'm going to build my church, he wasn't talking to Peter and that Peter was going to be the first pope and all this stuff. That's not what he was saying. What he was referring to was the fresh rhema, the revelation that Peter just got. That's the rock. That's the, sol the solid 
you know, piece that was going to build the church is that we would begin to get fresh revelation. And unfortunately, when we took in, you know, a group of people, they were just people, decided to canonize this and shut it off and say, well, there is no more revelation. Oh, that was so sad. Because how, where would we be if we had continued the open revelation and understanding? Might there be a little messiness? Probably. But if we were all operating in love to where I can just accept your experience as your experience, and, you know, and I didn't try to make a doctrine out of my experience, but rather we just honored one another and loved one another in the walk that we're in, we'd be in such a different world right now. But that is what's happening, I believe, now. Father's leading us into this. So I'm, I'm super excited with where God's taken us um, and where he's taken you and what he's doing. You were sharing before. Now, I got like several different directions I want to go now because, uh, you know, you've shared a lot of great stuff. Um, one of the things I want to hit real quick before we before we run out of time is you actually had the privilege of uh, engaging with Justin Abraham and uh, you did something for him. I don't know if you want to share a little bit about that and how that actually happened. I, I would be curious to know. No, it's a fun, that's a fun story. So Justin and Rachel um, created these advance weekends, not not retreat, advance. I love the yes, name. Yes. So I, I don't know how I managed to get a place there with a friend, the other friend I told you about who speaks English. So we both do both went to England and and I had already in my mind I had read the book and I had in my mind And which book is I this? Wanted, oh Beyond Human. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> because in Spain many people don't speak English and I really wanted my friends in particular, one of my friends to read the book. Um, I was happy. I was very close to translating the book just for my friend because she has had many experiences uh, similar to the things that uh, Justin talks in, about in the book. And I just wanted to say, hey, you're not weird. This is the real thing. This is what we are all meant to be like. <laughs> and so I, I saw Justin and I said, um, would you be happy for, to translate the your book into Spanish and I I don't know what he see his experience was but at the time I just felt like he was scanning me and I was like scanning him like is there a connection in the future with this person this is <laughs> because there was silence uh -huh. and he said I'll think about it and I said okay fine and so back in Spain God gave me a dream and in the dream um, he told me, I'm going to put Justin's words in your mouth. <laughs> so I knew he was going to say yes. <laughs> so he, he was very generous. He gave me the honor and the privilege of translating his book. And it was amazing. Um, I just felt so covered by the whole um, content of the book. So what I did was take that book as, um, <clears throat> as a manual uh, for my friends, for my group. So we would just take one uh, chapter, say, say for example, Metamorphosis, and share it in the group. And to my surprise, people in South America, because some of the girls are in my group are from South America, they had stories where people, non-Christians, but from the occult, could transform into animals and pop into houses. Um, like it was like, what, that's what everybody does, you know, like I'll turn into a bird and drop into your sitting room. So I was like, really? In Spain, we are not so much in contact with the spiritual side of life. So it's different. Hmm. Uh, but in South America, I think this book is going to be like total 
are, you know, success because people will be able to relate to that, to many stories. So where do they, where would they get it if they wanted to get the book in Spanish? Well, I think Amazon has got the translation, the translated book, Más que humanos. There is no word for beyond in Spanish. So more than human is the word in Spanish, more than human. Okay, okay. Um, so actually, if you wouldn't mind uh, sending me an email with that information so we can put it into the notes when we air this, that would be great. We'd love that. Uh, and then also, by the way, if anybody's listening and they're like, wow, can't we get all this in Spanish, you know, some of the shows, uh, I would like to encourage you, Maria. It's totally up to you. But uh, we do have someone that does a few shows here and there in Spanish. And to have you interviewed uh, by her, uh, Leticia Nolan, or excuse me, Leticia Grande would um, love to interview you. So maybe we can get that set up. So yeah, do it in great. Spanish. That'd great. be cool. <laughs> All right. So uh, actually, you know what? Let's take a break. And then I've got another set of questions that I want to go to. And we'll get started with that uh, right after this. An ecclesia is family doing kingdom business. When you join an ecclesia with Kingdom Talks Media that is going through the Ultimate Impact series, this is what a typical week might look like. During the week, you'll watch the Ultimate Impact teaching videos based on that week's topic. Each video is about 10 minutes long, followed by a time for you to shift focus into the heavenly realm, allowing Father to guide you into further revelation. Once a week, you'll gather with your Ecclesia group in person or most likely through Zoom conferencing to typically do two things. One, relate with each other as you share insights about that week's topic. And two, shift focus into the heavenly realm as an Ecclesia to practice engaging Father together. Week after week, you and your Ecclesia will gain new perspectives through the teachings, discussions, and your experiences individually and together in the heavenly realms. All right, I'm back with Maria. And uh, I, I said I had several other directions I want to go. But Maria, before I do that, I uh, would love for you, if you've already got something on your heart that you really want to share, would love for you to do that before I jump into this, if you have anything. Yeah, this is actually something I wanted to mention. Um, and it's about a different, a new way of um, church, a new way of leadership. And this is all related to Justin as well. And I think it's related to, we've got similar DNA. I think he's very similar to John Paul Jackson. I don't know whether he got trained or he just liked him or something, but there is a, some kind of connection. And so most leaders, you see them um, building this kind of <clears throat> structure. <clears throat> Uh, in Spain, it, take, it takes them to the extreme of building their own empires, and they do make people um, grow, but only to the point where they are below them. Uh, they will not allow them to go beyond or in different directions. So I think uh, a new type of leadership is needed, and I think Justin is a pioneer of that. And it reminds me of one of the lessons in The Art of Hearing God. John Paul Jackson said something like a cosmic kind of uh, model where there is a planet and planets that orbit around the planet and i think when those planets that are orbiting get fatter or bigger or stronger 
they are released to do their own galaxy. <laughs> and I think that's what Justin is doing. You, you, you get to see, I mean, I don't know him that well. I just see what he does on YouTube and things like that. And I see, okay, so I think this is a, there is a model there that I want to imitate because I, as you said, is uh, honoring differences, honoring that you've got a voice, you have a message, you have your own thing. And my part is to help you in any way, give you anything that is in me that the father wants to give you through me for you to get to that place. And it's such a different model. I really love yeah. it. And I think this is what is happening right now. And I, I want to be part of that. I want to learn to do that. I want to yeah. um, operate under that spirit. Yeah, I've, I fully 100% agree with you. Um, one of the things that you know we're sharing, and I just brought it out again last night in, in our live show, that um, the era of the the rock star or the pulpit preacher that is up there sharing and telling everybody else basically how to believe and what to believe is 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 dissipating i believe we've already crossed the threshold into this next age and in this next age father's going to be releasing a whole new way of engaging with him and i don't care how smart or intelligent a leader is you will never gain as much from one leader as you could if you engage the entire body. Because what the Father has downloaded to the entire body, body has such a richness in it that there's no way that one person could express all of that. And so mm -hmm. to me, the leaders of the future are going to be those who are able to draw out the people and and engage the people, not stand up and just be the you know charismatic speaker that just keeps going and going, but actually somebody who maybe shares a little bit because there's going to be leaders and there's going to be teachers, but that those leaders and teachers learn how to lead and or you know share their part, but then begin to draw out from the people because each and every person in the body is valuable, and when we don't go to them and say what do you have we are missing out on the richness of the of what the father has planted in each and every person so it's it's so important for us to be looking for the leaders that are drawing things out from people not the ones that want a platform to stand up on and just preach and say everybody listen to me and i'll tell you how to be, how to believe <laughs> yeah you serve me you serve my ministry <laughs> yeah yeah i have to say that i was very fortunate god has been very sweet and nice to me and he because my previous life i had the the old model of church and leaders but in the new life after cancer he gave me new leaders people i could trust people i got healed and uh, because they they allowed me to be me and that was uh tony and Dwee from the streams uh, tra uh training center in the uk yeah. they were pivotal people in my restoration <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yes. I am really thankful That's, for that. I, and I believe God's going to be doing that with a lot of a lot more people. That uh, There's already a lot of people that are frustrated. They're leaving the church. But a lot of them just don't know where to go. And so I trust Father that he's going to lead them to where they need to be. And they'll find what's, what this next age has for them, which is really, really powerful. So we only have about five more minutes. Um and I've got uh, two different areas, uh, directions we could go. One is you were telling me a little bit before we got into part two about this group of women that you're working with. I don't know if you want to share a little bit about that and what you guys are doing, because I find it fascinating and encouraging that you're, you're doing what you're doing. 
Um, or, you know, actually one of my favorite subjects, but again, I want to, I want you to go where you want to go, but is identity and love. Um, and I, I'll, I'll ask some questions that'll help clarify that. So you choose which direction you want to go. Oh, I'll choose my friends. Good, <laughs> I just good. want to share what we do together. Yeah. So we meet every Friday or we try to meet every Friday and we've been exploring things together. So, um, we just and Zoom is amazing because it's made things work better. And so one of the things we just go through one verse and try to to engage the verse, uh, like Ian Clayton, I think was the first person who said you can use any verse in the Bible and use it as a gate into heaven. So we've been doing that. Uh, use a verse, meditate. And if we use it as a gate, we go somewhere. So we might have engaged um, the tree of life. And this is a funny story because we've we've come to a point where we trust each other so much. We've been doing this for so well, so long, two months, two years, sorry. But we know each other quite well. And some of them are friends from 20 years ago, from my previous life. They've transitioned as well. Um, in the spirit, you can see or you don't really see, but you can feel whether people are there or not. So there was this time when one of them was left behind and she would just not be able to go through the gate. I told you about the sword that is right, guarding right. the she was not quite sure. So it was amazing that we could feel that she was not going through. And then she said, yeah, I can't. I'm just, um, you know, I'm frightened. What amazes me is that in the spirit, you can sense whether people are following or not, whether you're close or distant. And and you, one day we might be able to see more. I can, I am not a, my gift in seeing is not that developed yet, but one of our friends uh, once saw Mike Parson, and the funny thing is that she doesn't even know who Mike Parson is because she doesn't speak English. So she just <laughs> hears the name, and then <laughs> one day she says, is this Mike Parson, the one you talk about? And we say, yeah. And he said, I saw him in heaven, and he was going like this. <laughs> and I thought it was hilarious, but I didn't see him. But it doesn't matter because we're a body, so I trust my friends, and I know she can be my eyes when I can be something else, and we trust yes. each other. We've been learning to hug each other in the spirit and feel that each one of us feels different. Yes. And also you can hug or feel the hug of the Father, the, the hug of the Holy Spirit, the hug of Jesus, and they all feel yeah. different as well. Then during the week, we just uh, give ourselves um, selves tasks like okay on thursday five o'clock let's think of a color see if i can <laughs> transmit the color to you i think we heard this idea in one of your programs i think you were talking to somebody how can we practice these things and yes I, yes yeah that's a cool idea let's do that let's practice telepathy <laughs> yeah absolutely meeting one another in heaven giving gifts and and to see what those what you know if you get the same thing that you gave you know or that the other person gave it's yes. yeah I mean, so, we know yeah, it's coming, you know, and again, we don't want to exaggerate it, but we know it's coming. So let's practice. Yes, yeah. we are practicing. I cannot say that we are, we have been totally successful in anything yet, but we keep practicing. And it, and I, I do believe it will come and it, I think it will begin to shock some of us when it starts to come. <laughs> that yes. We, we get so <laughs> accurate. It's like, whoa, okay. Yeah. Well, this is a time of exponential growth. I yes. think it is coming uh, very soon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you're talking about sensing people in heaven. Uh, we, we had an ascension. This was years ago. 
And uh, and so we went up and we were all standing there. And I sensed that everybody was there. But in the spirit, I'm looking around and I can see everybody. And and uh, I won't use the guy's real name, but, uh, you know, I'm looking around. And it's like, Thomas, are you up here? And he goes, you know, in, in, in the this realm, he says, yes. But in the spirit realm, he goes, yes, I'm standing right behind you. Yeah, so I looked to my sides and I saw everybody else and I sensed he was there, but I didn't see him. And I asked and then he would say, he said, yes, I'm standing right behind you. I'm like, wow, wow. you know, wow. That, that we could sense it. We know it. And that even, you know, so it wasn't made up that I was wasn't seeing him because he was behind me. I wasn't looking behind me. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's nice to hear stories like that. Yeah, because we are just trying to walk into something new and it's inspiring and it. What did you say earlier? It builds our faith, doesn't it? Yeah, it affirms our faith when we hear other stories that are, you know, and, you know, when we engage in something and then we find out other people are engaging in a similar thing and it's yet, it's, it's independent of one another. It's like God's doing something. He's the one that's downloading. We don't need another person to be our head. He's doing just fine being the head as he always said he would be and that he is, you know, disseminating information from the kingdom into us and the thing is we get to go up into the heavens and to to get it from him and that's the beauty of it is we we can do that and it's happening that's happening all over the earth it is it's exciting. <laughs> yeah. Well, Maria, thank you so much for being on here and for sharing what you've shared. I, I just think it again, uh, that, that again, this is another story that people can hear and they, they're going to be able to relate in so many different ways and so many different levels and just honor you and bless you and thank you for what you're doing. And you, you may think your part is a small part, but, you know, it's each of us doing our part in the body of Christ that gives Christ the full ultimate impact for his own uh, expression in the earth. So love what you're doing. Thank you so thank much. You. I love what you're doing too. And thank you for inviting me into this conversation. <laughs> it's been lovely. Really nice. It's been my pleasure. So, all right. Well, blessings to everyone. We're actually going to do a behind the scenes section. And if you're interested in seeing that part, uh, go to kingdomtalksmedia.com. It's in the link right below and go to the big easy buttons and look for the partnership Once you get in there, go to Behind the Scenes, and that will be where you can join us. And we appreciate all your support. And um, again, Maria, thank you so much. And we will see everybody next time. Blessings. Thank you for taking time out to listen to Kingdom Talks. You can find out more about Kingdom Talks Media and our mission to unite in faith and grow as mature sons at KingdomTalksMedia.com. Please continue to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Spreaker, Spotify, iTunes, Fringe Radio Network, and many more places. Go to our website to find links to all of our media outlets, as well as fantastic online courses and conferences, including the life-changing interactive course, Ultimate Impact. And last but not least, We ask that you consider partnering with us to fulfill the mission to get these messages to the world. To become a partner, go to the Partnership tab on our website. Thank you, and until next time, live a blessed life and keep carrying us in your heart and sharing us wherever hearts are open.